coming up on this episode. Um, I was doing what I loved. Mm. Uh, working for a, an amazing uh, radio station. Mm. And um, I had already made this name, Eddie Kimani, mm. um, having been in media uh, up to that point. Mm. Now, this is when, now looking within that 10 years, it's also the period when I got married. And then here comes this realization that Superman also cries. Superman also falls down to his knees. Mm. And sometimes Superman reaches out to ask for help. But I didn't know that. At what point was rock bottom? Rock bottom is when I went home and knocked on my family home. My mom opened the door for me and I told her I failed. I need a place to stay. I was 39 years old at the time. A couple of months ago, our friends at WeGoPay gave us a platform which you used to support this podcast, Living Truthfully. And we thank you for those of you that have gone through this journey with us. Now, we're going to give you something back. Imagine the possibility of buying airtime and getting some of that cash back. That possibility is now true with WeGoPay Airtime, an exciting new product for all your airtime purchases. WeGoPay is giving you a platform to buy your airtime and get 2% cashback on every airtime purchase. What's better, you can also earn more when you refer people using your unique invite code. You'll earn 2% for every purchase made from your referrals. And that cash is available immediately on M-Pesa, and you can use it to buy airtime or to pay other bills. Use star 483 star 30 hash to start earning passive income. You purchase your airtime using the pay bill 787 055 and use the account number as your phone number. Now I'll do you a solid. Use my code LT001 to start you off. Go ahead, purchase some airtime and get some passive income. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good whatever time it is, whichever part of this world you are in. Welcome to Living Truthfully, episode 49. Yes, it's the new year and we are doing this thing, Any, I'm so excited, I'm so excited you guys can't, Any, I don't even know what to tell you. I'm excited because... There's a new sense of purpose, a new sense of just optimism that comes with the year 2020. And I want to thank you all so much that have been listening to the podcast. Thank you so much for the feedback you've been giving me. Thank you so much for engaging with the conversation that we are having about uh, decade thinking. And I don't know what you're going through right now, but we are at the turn of a new decade. And at the turn of a new decade, there's opportunity for new hope. There's opportunity for new intentionality. There's opportunity to turn around some of the things that didn't work in the last decade. And what I'm hoping is that you will take advantage of the newness that comes with the decade to just change perspective and change focus. Now, with me in studio today, I have a, a real superstar. I have with me in studio a, a true celebrity. Like true. Like you know, you know, kuna wale ambao tunajaribu, kuna wale ambao ni celebrity fake, 
and then there's those that are the man the super sports anchor the the radio voice the tv face mr eddie key money makofi tafadhali You're being far too kind, man. Uh, no, but it's true, bro. <laughs> Have I lied? Well, uh, let the people decide. Uh, let the people decide. So if you think he's a celebrity... <laughs> If you don't think he's a celebrity, unatuma 2,000 kwempesa. I love you, Tuone. Um... You know who wins but bro thank you so much for coming it's good to see you thank you it's good to see you in good health thank you thank you for giving me this opportunity to sit with you i mean uh, uh, this is an amazing podcast and I, i believe it has already defined its own space in a very important conversation uh, in this time and age and i'm glad to be part of it uh, uh, now Thank no, you. Man. I remember you talking about it. Imagine when you had not even started. And I think we had a ride one time on a, in a in a in a in, 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 in I think I jumped I jumped out of a yeah, cab you to get out of a cab. <laughs> to get it into behind me got yeah. into the car. And it, it, it was sometimes when you take action to do something. We had not seen each other for a long time. We, we had not talked yes, in a long time. Yes. So and we all know uh, of course a man you're a very bold and uh, very uh brave man in in what you do and I really uh, applaud you for what you're doing it's it's not every day you find a man who purposes to do something it's not easy what you're doing and of course giving yourself out there to to bring people to engage with men to engage with and giving this space to speak is really a very commendable effort by you Bro, you said such kind words. Thank you. I'm not mother. saying this to <laughs> affirmation mother. It's, 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 it's the only way we can thrive if we can help and build each other up, it's man. True, and it's true. Being very authentic about it. I'm authentic about what I'm saying and yeah. I believe this is just a very it's a very important part of the puzzle called thank life. You. Thank you. These conversations, this sitting and being able to sit and pick other men's minds on various issues that mm. we should be conversing about 10 years ago 15 years ago i don't think men had these platforms to to share we, we and didn't, open up we didn't and i don't even think we had the culture yeah you, you and yes I you're been, right it's the culture yeah, and the mindset and the mindset of it yeah you and i have been friends for years yes um but it was not until i mean maybe 2 3 years ago that mm-hmm. we actually started speaking our hearts and our minds to each True. other True. i think i think it was just after you fell ill and yes. and at the, about the same time i'd gone through you know my high blood pressure issues mm-hmm. and we started talking maybe mm-hmm. maybe 4 years ago and mm-hmm. we, we talked about the you know our different experiences of being unwell True. and and i think True. that's when we honestly started just being you know real True. you know True. we'd been friends for years before I mean, that I would and have we'd liked never it to be in different circumstances yes. but sometimes life throws you that curveball that you really don't have a choice but um carve along with it mm-hmm. and, and and make the best of it so i guess in our own uh uh worst scenarios mm-hmm. we 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 managed to embrace that and 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 sort of connect uh, uh, in a better way mr eddie kimani yes. um bro I'm having this conversation that we you know we are we are the, the thematic of it is you know decade thinking and 
it was started by a friend uh, of of the, of the podcast, a guy called Edward Wanyonyi, which who I think you should meet. Eh? That and be good. And I think you should throw this guy into Brotherman. Uh-huh. Uh, he's uh, so Ed, so Eddie and I in a, in a WhatsApp group uh, mm-hmm. that that he started uh, that you know uh, brings some men together and gives us space to to talk. Mm-hmm. Decade thinking is basically about being able to recognize the fact that we're in a turn of a new decade. A new page. And a new page. Mm-hmm. And that that new page gives us the opportunity to, you know, sort of do some things differently. I think the opportunity it also gives us is the opportunity to look back at the last decade and see what do we learn from it that can help us get better with the new with the new decade. If I knew back then what I know now If I understood the what, when, why and how Now it's clear to me What I should have done But hindsight is 2020 And that's a conversation I was hoping to have with you because, you know, we've gone through some pretty similar experiences in the last decade. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just wanted to, 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 to tap into part of your story and ask you, you know, uh, the last 10 years, you know, and you look between 2010, you know, 2009 maybe to 2019, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, what were your highlights? What were your big achievement moments you know so <laughs> like you're like i'm on top of the world you know here i'm doing something i didn't think i would do or here is a fruit of my labor that i'm looking at what are your big moments from the last decade wow they're quite a handful mm-hmm. and um, i guess when, when you are put in this position to sort of look back and see where you came from and highlights could be as as mundane as being alive mm. at that time, mm. being able to say you've got uh, a roof over your head, mm. you've got a salaried job, mm. and you're doing a job that you love. Mm. For me at the time, I had really immersed myself into media, a career that, um, in a strange way, I got into, though I had a passion for it. Mm. I got into it uh, in a very in very strange circumstances mm. strange good not strange Bad, i mean yeah. uh, i mean i would have expected better but strange that wow yeah so 2010 i was at the point where i had a very good job mm-hmm. at uh, capital fm mm. as a sports presenter and news mm. reader mm. also a producer we had a weekly sports show mm. and i th- would say i was at the height of that space in that space the, that the I, was media I, was, I was happy yeah um good paying job mm. um i was doing what i loved mm. uh working for a, an amazing uh, radio station mm. and um i had already made this name eddie kimani mm. um having been in media uh, up to that point mm. now this is when now looking within that 10 years it's also the period when i got married mm. i married my wife nyambura mm. we had a firstborn son mm. we we had gotten just before we not just but we had already gotten the son uh, seven years mm. uh, at that time and um 2012 is when uh, we exchanged our vows so life was good life was brilliant and you know learning to be 
a husband and mm. a good husband mm. at that mm. Mm. and uh, that's now of course 2012 moving on to 12 2013 i'm acting i'm getting opportunities to do uh, other things that i love mm. doing voiceovers mm. yeah. some extra money coming in you know um it was all at that time i brilliant. couldn't even get an mc job if you were if you were pitching <laughs> if i was pitching with you no, but no, no, no. like I, I, if i'm in the same room with Ed, <laughs> if the client was looking at amani maranga and Eddie kimani there was no way i had that job bana no no no, no. But I, it was a good time it, it was, was a good it, time, it was a good, time. I, it was a good space now now you know half the time you would not really think it think about it that mm-hmm. way until you have this kind of a conversation yeah. so the other times will be oh, okay yeah i did that mm-hmm. i i managed to do this and that but now when you're made to think about it mm-hmm. is when now you can even start getting emotional about it because we do a lot of things in life and a lot of, a lot of things happen in our lives but we don't purposefully understand why they are why they're happening mm-hmm. why are we doing them mm-hmm. so it could be a breeze at the time and maybe even during that period you're not taking it like a, a great moment mm-hmm. like a highlight but mm-hmm. now where we are seated here in this studio talking about it and you asking me that question mm-hmm. it's almost nostalgic because i think i really was in a very very good place you were in a good place and yeah, and and, good and, place. and there was a lot and still is but you know mm. uh, because I'm um, we are looking back there's a lot to admire mm. at the time because you were bold i mean when you were acting and you were you know getting into that movie movie space movie you know space stage had done yeah. and worked with the uh, phoenix basically my acting career started off proper professionally mm. at mm. the phoenix theater when mm. phoenix was phoenix when yes. james falkland was yeah. the the go to guy in stage acting yes. in he was the guy. if you hadn't gone through james falkland's hands as an actor then you are below par you are below par because he was the ultimate mm. acting coach coach and director mm. at the time and a lot of us guys in the media uh, the ones who were there during that period mm. a lot of them i think their success is owed to that man mm because he brought it out of us and he had an, uh, the ability to make us uh, bring out our talents our creativity mm-hmm. our abilities to 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 do to, to develop our acting chops you know mm-hmm. just be good actors so that helped and a lot of media guys right now mm-hmm. some of them are very senior either working in the public sector mm-hmm. some are running their own outfits mm-hmm. and he he made a lot of um, us who we are right now but now a lot of that was used during that period now yeah when now i was not looking for the jobs now you're the one the jobs being called, called, yeah the jobs you know, are following you like you to feature in this they commercial were chas- they were chasing you yeah so <laughs> i was reaping the fruits yeah. in that period yeah at least in that period from what i had picked up during that time and remember I was a young nakuru green eyed boy from mm. nakuru yeah. landed in uh, nairobi in 1996 mm. so yeah it was it, it was an amazing journey to to get to that point starting of that decade because i had so many dreams i had so many ambitions and by mm. that time 2010 i think i had achieved most of them i'd been on radio mm. i'd been on tv i've acted in commercials mm. i've been on stage with some great great amazing actors mm. i've traveled i've gone to shoot commercials abroad there's a time when you'd find that's the window where a lot of tv commercials were being shot in, in india, india. Yes, remember, so, yeah. so it yeah. by that time i had really achieved all that and and uh, just to go back to the idea that sometimes we take things for granted mm. at that time you're not thinking of how um uh, fortunate you are yeah 
is just now in hindsight that now you ask that question and I think about that decade. A lot of that came out of the things that I dreamt about mm. before the start of that decade. Wow. Yeah, which is what I was now ripping off. So mm. you can imagine it, it was a time I really enjoyed. I mean, and again, it was not all that. Uh, I mean, of course, I made some bad decisions. No, we'll get we'll get, we'll get to, to the that, bad but decisions, but but I want was, us to it was it was a highlight to take a moment and look yeah. at the highlights uh, at the the successes that those the, the, those are the successes yeah. that I can say. The biggest one for me, of course, is getting a family, mm. and it it sort of puts you or sobers you up mm. amongst all that uh, the highs yes. that you're going through at yes. that time because it again brings you down to. <laughs> There's nothing that uh, brings it down to earth as a wife who's unhappy with you this morning <laughs> or or having to change diapers in your whole mightiness before you go out there and conquer the world. Yeah, true. You deal with some poop true. to sort of just bring you <laughs> back, to, back, <laughs> back, focus. back to, to reality. True. I digress a bit. Mm. Um, where did you do your primo in Axe? I went to Moi Primary. You're in Moi Primary? Oh, yes. You know I was in Freehold Primary, eh? We. You were in the two extreme parts of the yeah <laughs> of, the know, town. of the town. I yeah. was in Freehold Primary, mm-hmm. and uh, you know I'm a, I'm a Nax boy. I think there's something about Nakuru that there needs, is. I, that I, needs I, to I be studied. There yeah? Yes, there is. There is. Uh, because it's it's really produced some interesting people. Oh yes, Nakuru has a story. It has a story. It has, it has, it, it has story. a story, and it I think it has a spirit. It has True. a certain spirit. And talking True. of Nakuru, it mm-hmm. was part of your highlights for the last. For the last uh, decade, you know, going yes, back, it was going back, so going back to the <laughs> town of your yeah. of your origin and serving the people of Nakuru. Yeah, it happened that uh, at the time when the phone call came through, mm. of from somebody whom initially I did not know who he was, he mm. thought Eddie would come on board and uh, help with the communications department for the newly formed county government of Nakuru mm, mm. and for the newly elected yes. and uh, the inaugural uh, governor, governor of Nakuru, mm. His Excellency Kenudhi Ambogwa. Mm. So, um, at that time, I'd done all that, mm. what we've just talked about. Yes, yes. Media was, I was high-flying, mm. my job was great, I was mm. happy, mm. I was, again, and, and this is the part I raised my, the, what, are the, what do you call this? The <laughs> antennas? The, uh, the, the, the quote marks. The quote marks. Yeah, yeah. Celeb, yes. So all that, <laughs> uh, I, I, I had to make a decision on if I want to still continue with this long achieved dream of mine or pursue a new challenge. Mm. So I was given this opportunity to go and work in Nakuru County. Mm. What mm. made it better was that this is my hometown. Yes. What made it even better is that I thought this would be a great opportunity for me to be part of the story mm. of this new dispensation of mm. the devolution system. Mm. So mm. I'm looking at it from, wow, yeah, this is a good opportunity I'm being offered. These guys believe I can, uh, you know, do mm. do um, what they're asking me to do, which was to set up a communications department for the county for the government county, and yeah. the governor. Mm. Said, okay, why not? I just, um, and again, by that time, I got into a point where I was it was very easy for me to jump in the deep end. Yeah. I'd gone, a lot of things that happened to me at the time and some of those highs came out of just being bold. Taking and risks. being uh, brave and yeah. taking those risks. Mm-hmm. So I had really learned that whole conditioning that sometimes things in life you might need to just go head on. Mm. So I dived into it. Of course, shared the story with uh, and the news with my wife and 
it was not easy because again it meant us moving mm. to uh, Nakuru but yeah. she was not comfortable with that idea she, yeah. of course she had everything she had a fant- she has a fantastic job here in mm. Nairobi and of mm. course out of respect and you know letting her also just uh, be of mm. course she was going to support me i moved out to Nakuru alone so i took up this job i didn't take it blindly i really do, did a lot of research i mm. really consulted and i even consulted um um the former he still is i think the press secretary for his excellency daniel arapmoy mm, that yeah. is lee mm. uh, <laughs> lee 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 and he, he lee njiru was a man I, i went to when i when i now knew i got the job mm. to sort of understand the nature of that and he mm. was a, a, a box of wisdom Wow. Yeah, in terms of just telling. Wow. So I I knew it was not an easy job, so mm. I just reached out to somebody who I thought. Yeah. And he opened his door for me, sat down and we mm. had a chat about it. Wow. Giving me some insight what it would be like to 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 head um a communications or a press unit for the gov the county yeah. government. Yeah. So that helped a lot in mm. just getting in there. So it it was it was a challenge that was not going to be very comfortable. Would you would you consider that though like a highlight of your last uh, of It your is last my highlight because the decision to take up that job because yeah. I don't regret yeah. taking that up to now mm. I do not regret it mm. because it gave me the opportunity to understand how far I can stretch myself. Mm. How far can I go in in taking risks mm. as much as it had its own repercussions which yes. I believe yes. we'll get into. Yeah. Yeah. I which I did not know about mm. but my highlight is that I was brave enough to take that leap to take that jump from a very comfortable position i had mm. at capital mm, fm mm. um go have my salary slashed to almost uh, a half almost to nothing wow yeah and just go back home take up this new opportunity and you know just write a new chapter so for me it was a highlight do mm, that mm. i'd been in media for so long and you know the, that thing of being comfortable i know i know it you well, know you can get yeah. so comfortable and um most of the time it does not always end well for yeah, yeah yeah so for me it was a highlight and the highlight was taking up that decision i, I like discussing and taking moments to sort of just have a good look at like the good times mm. because there are certain things that you can actually learn from it. I think it's obvious when you when you when you go to bad decisions and we've, you've had some of these conversations <laughs> in public. It's very easy to say this is what I learned from that. Mm. But often we don't ask ourselves what do you learn from the good times? Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, Or the thinking of you'll only learn from the bad. Times. Exactly. Yeah, but what will you learn from the good? What do you what will you learn from the good times, you know? True. And there's something you've already said and I want us to dig into it uh, a little deeper. Yeah. Um you said that and because of the space that you were in when when things were good mm-hmm. you were bold mm-hmm. and you could take risks and you you know you were able to you, you had some gusto mm-hmm. you know and and that's one of the things that you don't sort of become cognizant of <laughs> that there's a certain type of person you become mm-hmm. out of success you true, know true. and that person is a good person you know that ability to take risks and to and to you know be bold and to try something new what mm-hmm. else do you think you can pick out from the time that you are doing well besides just being bold i believe it, it sort of arms you mm. to be able to even because being bold is it's a state mm. you're bold yeah. you, you can face whatever yeah. comes but 
it prepares you mm. in terms of even um, tackling what is being thrown mm. at you. Mm. So even when you're in a good space, mm. you'll always have elements that will want to shake you. Yeah. And it could be either that guy who doesn't like uh, you being in that, who mm. thinks mm. he'd do better if he's in that yeah. position. But yeah. remember, you're, you're thriving yes. in what you're doing. Yeah. So I guess it's just that confidence that you can face anything. Mm. It was not a very, very difficult decision for me to make at that time because mm. I believe I was really at a very good space. Mm. I'm I'm a father, I'm a husband, mm. I've got a solid uh, family, they're supporting, they're behind mm. me. Mm. And those are those support systems that help you when it mm. comes to making, mm. making such decisions. So it's not only about uh, what pushes you when things turn out uh, mm. bad, mm. but being being confident enough in your ability to face whatever comes your way would start off that cycle when you start now taking them in as they come. I love what you're saying so much because as I'm thinking about myself right now, I'm uh, when I, you know, my successes of the last decade. Mm just came out from also a sense of self-belief, you know, just that self-confidence that you're talking about. Mm. And I really believed I could do anything. Exactly. Like, I thought I was Superman. Like, for <laughs> real, like, if I if I lifted my fist, I thought I'd fly, you know, like, <laughs> like, I thought I was Superman. And like, I wouldn't take no for an answer. Mm. I was, like, it didn't matter. I would walk into a big office, you know, a big names office. And I, I'm a nobody, meaning so I don't need banner. Mm-hmm. But because you've tasted some success, yeah. you walk into that office and you get a no from an, you know, from a secretary or a dog, gatekeeper. Mm-hmm. And like, you don't know who I am, banner. I will get to that guy to get to that job. And I did. True, true. So there's a certain self-confidence that came out of success. You said something else that I want you to note. Yeah. That you had a support system. True. And it give, it gave you it, it gave you some it was, impetus. It was immense. You know? It was immense. Sometimes we are not even aware that mm. it's a support system. Yeah. Because sometimes we find ourselves, we are too full of ourselves and busy being busy. But when you come to think about it, which I guess also we will get to that discussion mm. later, when a lot of these things you realize in hindsight, when you've already hit the road and your flat face mm. on the road, mm. that's when you realize this other systems or uh, coping mechanisms that had been around you. Positive mm. coping mechanisms because mm. mm. as you know there is a negative. Yes, yes, yes. Th- we get so engulfed in that you know, race to just achieve, achieve, mm. achieve, mm. achieve. Of course, confidence you will build, you'll be bold, you'll face anything but yes, sometimes we do not even notice. That we're doing it at the, at the, at the expense of the people that are actually supporting you. Yes. That are actually are enabling you to enabling, be that. That's actually the that, right word. Enabling yeah, you. Yeah. yeah. We get so busy and clouded because our bottom line is just, I need to get this. Mm. I need to chase that paper. I need mm. to get that paper. Mm. I need to do that. Unfortunately, we all go through that. But we come to learn the lessons of how to deal with that now when you chopper the sakafu, you do a high five to the, <laughs> with your face on the floor. Let's talk about that high five now because, I mean, and and, I'm, and thank you for sharing the highlights and being able to just take time to reflect on the mm-hmm. good that happened in the last cent- in the last uh, decade. Mm-hmm. Um, you just a, nearly said last the, century. I almost said century, <laughs> but I'm like, you know you have grey, you're a silver fox, don't let my beard confuse <laughs> like, you. You look like a century guy. But with hope, we'll, we'll do a century. We'll do with a century. Hope, yeah.
And now a word from our sponsors. As a dad, the greatest gift I can give my family is security around their health. Do you know how the first time you have a child and all of a sudden there are medical expenses that come up that you never knew existed? Well, Minette has a great cover that caters for your young family. This cover is comprehensive and has features such as inpatient limits of up to 10 million shillings. It will take care of premature births, any complications during, after birth, or for both mom and child. For people who don't like the delivery room like me, this is such a sigh of relief because you know at least the finances are taken care of. It even takes care of you when you accompany your child of up to 10 years to the hospital as a caregiver. And that's just the inpatient cover. Outpatient caters for dental, optical, gynecological, urologists and mental health services and is up to two to three times higher than other covers in the market. I highly recommend Minet Health and it can be accessed online. They have made this purchasing process easier by creating a portal where any user can access their services directly from the website. To learn more about this cover, visit their Facebook page Minet Kenya or their website collaborationkenya.minet.com. Buy your family a secure health future with Minute. And now, back to our story. Bro, the last day Nyorosha do a good one, eh? We. Bila madarao. Straight up. I mean, and I'm laughing. I'm not laughing at you. Mm. I'm laughing with you because, yeah, because you know, we you know, laugh together. You know, we've gone through it together. True. Uh, I mean, there was first the health challenge, mm-hmm. you know, that that happened. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, I know you've spoken about it a bit in public, um, but just for the sake of the people who haven't heard you, tell us what happened. Well, um, my journey in the public service, of course, had really, you know, engaged into high gear. It was yes. eight months into the job. Mm. I was... Remember, I'm setting up a full communications. For anybody who's listening to this and they understand communications, mm. uh, it's not a one-man job. It yeah. needs a team. Yeah. Fine, I accepted the responsibility, and mm. here I am, mm. uh, uh, setting this up in a in, in a in a government setup, county government yeah. uh, setup, mm. and it's not easy. Mm. First, um, it's to make the government's county government set up understand mm. the essence of communications yeah why because as we know the local government's uh communications was nada yeah it was it a was new nakuru was a county council yeah county council yeah kanjo yeah okay now is kanjo yeah muni actually it was muni municipal council so the biggest challenge i had was making them understand what is communication? Mm. Why do we need communications in the mm. government, county mm. government mm. setup? How will it help you? How will it make you, uh, you know, uh, thrive mm. as a new uh, entity, as a mm. county government? So mm. I had a lot on my plate setting that up. So for eight months, I ran around like a headless chicken because mm. I was a photographer. Mm. I was a speech writer. Mm. I was doing the press releases. I was the one running the, the website. Wow. I, I was the one editing audio. Mm. I was the one um, responsible to deal and liaise with the media out there. If they had an inquiry, you're yeah. the guy they're calling. So yeah. for the first eight months, and it would happen to anybody who's setting up yeah. a new office yeah. just to get things going. Mm. And again, the setup that it yeah, was, yeah. it would take a while. Yeah, everything. So it took a toll on me. And um, what it did, it sort of 
just exposed me to a lot of elements uh, the traveling the moving the the exhaustion and then one simple day early morning seated with our boss in in his office for for a meeting my tongue just started tasting it's as if i was biting metal mm. as if i was biting a spoon the tongue had just developed this taste that i couldn't understand my brain was trying to configure and find that way you guy what is this on umekula chuma, <laughs> umekula chuma. Mm. <laughs> so that is one two my left eye started tearing mm. we had we in the office of course we are all the bitos a cabinet uh, mm. the, the, it was a meeting with all the, C, the, mm. the, the C, CCs C, yeah. and, this, the, and the chief officers so uh, one of the CCs um, a very good friend of mine uh, dr dr mongai was seated next to me and i mm. told him hey you guy I have this sensation in my tongue and I don't understand what it is and my eye is tearing and I feel as if half of my face is folding up. Mm. Um I did this because the boss was talking at the mm. time so it was a note I wrote to him. Mm-hmm. He just whispered back, you need to go and see a doctor right now. Mm. Panic. Because initially in the morning mm. I woke up and the first thing at the moment when in the office at that time when now mm. this sensation mm-hmm. came I thought you know though you'll sleep badly on yeah, the, uh, on the side uh, of your face and it side, goes yeah. numb because yeah. that's the numbness that was there but mm. I did not even notice it so immediately I left the I excused myself and I went to Wagakan the Nakuru mm. uh, S- uh, no satellite satellite Gakano uh, uh, um, clinic yeah. and um, that's where they did tests they checked my blood pressure of course at the triage they found out it had spiked spiked massively and the funny thing about blood pressure is that it, it has no symptoms you so you uh, can't tell. I know and I went to hospital you, did, you did the same uh, thing you guys told me I should have been having a stroke or a heart attack exactly. at the time yeah thankfully mm. by God's mercy I wasn't I wasn't in mm. any of those states mm. but i was hitting two sock over like one foot I, i did maybe. some numbers i it's really hard even it, it just went through the roof so i got um, medication the still couldn't tell what it was mm. the doctor just gave me some some dawas and told me you take some time off go home and rest mm. at that time my tongue is heavy my mm. face feels as if it's slouching on mm. one side like mm. it's really defo- deforming slowly mm. Mm. Uh, luckily enough I I I sort of sat down somewhere actually mm. at the Java mm. uh, at the at the mall mm. in Nakuru and just sat down to recollect myself because mm. so many things were going on mm. at that time I was panicking I didn't know what mm. was going on I did doctors didn't understand because they wanted me to come back for tests mm. after after I think the next day mm. they taken my blood so I had to I had to wait yeah so luckily a friend of mine a very good friend of mine and he was also my best man in my wedding mm. uh, it's called Joe Joki Mani was actually on transit to Kisumu so mm. he stopped by the mall and found me seated at Java and mm. he was like okay Uh, what is going on so, and i told him everything and he told me i think we need a second opinion mm. but um he was kind enough to to tell me that and and of course he he saw what was happening mm. we could see it he could see it. see it yeah he could see what was going on yeah. but un- unfortunately he couldn't do much at the time because mm. he had another engagement ahead so it was waiting for him but it was a miracle that i met him because i had decided i was going to go home and rest mm. so when he told me that i i also took heed of that mm. that's why it's good to listen to your friends yeah and i said okay fine i'll do that i called the office i told them guys i need transport to go to nairobi right now mm. they gave me transport i went to nairobi of course met up with my wife straight to aga khan and the neurosurgeon who we met uh did like 
a three-minute test using a pencil, just asking me a few questions, checking my response, uh, and and uh, uh, on my on my on my muscles on my face. And mm. He told me what it was. It was Bell's palsy. Wow. And he told me you had 72 hours before this thing had developed further or become worse. So I'm imagining if I wow. decided to go home that day if I did not listen to Joe then I've been, I've been talking a different story because it can get severe where you even lose your eyesight mm. you basically get fully deformed one of your half of your face stops working and that's how bad Bell's palsy is so I really appreciate that uh, at that time um, I met uh, Joe with his because uh, I didn't think about second opinions I knew I've seen a doctor mm-hmm. I knew I've been given that was what Maybe you just go home and rest. Yeah, so that's that's how it turned out, and and this really hit me hard because what happened is with my background in media and having been on TV, mm. it started giving me this. It okay, basically eroded or started eroding my self-esteem because it deformed my face, mm. a part of me that made me who I am mm. or who I was at that time. So all those thoughts were running through my head. I had a job which was really pushing me to the to the wall. Mm. So all those things were happening at that time. I started doubting myself. Did I make the right decision? Because mm. the doctor again, funny thing about Bell's palsy is that there isn't one specific reason to why mm. it happens. Because mm. what happens is that a nerve collapses mm. and the nerves are situated just next to you, on the side of your head, mm. just next to the ear. Mm. So one side, the nerve is dead. So what happens is that the side where the nerve is working, it's pulling the muscles mm. or controlling the muscles, giving, making that yeah, nerve one side it, is dead. Because the right side controls the left exactly. side of your brain. And, and that, 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 that is yeah. some science yeah. there. So, yeah, I, I, I got into a space now where I think now my downhill slope the skidding and the sliding started from there and I judged myself I criticized myself I started because the first initial thought was that it was stress or it was something to do with my with exhaustion from work because mm. I'd really pushed it hard mm. in those eight mm. months mm. and um, it got to that point where now I started wondering, wondering what Why did I why did I come to Nakuru? Mm. Why did I put myself in this space? And then that now rolled over with this many other things that started just collapsing around me. My marriage, uh, making the wrong decisions about uh, uh, business. Because mm. as I'd mentioned earlier, mm. I had to take a very big pay cut. Pay cut to yeah. So yeah. I was trying to supplement that. So I thought, Eddie here, <coughs> being a guy who is a forward-thinking guy mm. and he mm. can supplement these things, I get into business in Nakuru to, of course, remember I still have a family mm. back in yes, Robbie yes. to do, to do, you know, to support. Mm. And um, I just made an informed I didn't think through those decisions that I made that involved finances. Mm. And then um, alcohol came in the way, you know. And then uh, uh, infidelity, mm. uh, I checked in. Uh, being away from my wife, of course, uh, I won't say it's an excuse, mm. but it's something that I still regret that I did mm. uh, at that time. But it was one of the things and one of the many bad decisions that mm. I made mm. at that time. So, That's when the drop now just got worse. Wow. I'm sick. 
I've got a very demanding job but at least by that time I'd started forming the team around mm. for the communication department. Mm. Thirdly, I had my financial issues. My marriage was breaking at that time which eventually uh, broke and uh, we separated mm. for almost two and a half years. Yeah, so it was it, it was a part of that decade that will remain with me for a very long time but for a good reason I I I I really picked up a lot from that from that experience at the learnings. At what point was rock bottom? Rock bottom is when I went home and knocked on my family home. My mom opened the door for me and I told her I failed. I need a place to stay. That broke. I was 39 years old at the time. Mm. And in this space, this landscape you're in as Africans mm. and the culture sometimes dictates you a man cannot do something you, like you that. You don't go back to your mother's house. You don't house. go back home. Yeah. But my friend, I had to. I didn't have any other place to turn to. I had lived with my friends. I had um uh, you know hid my problems and you know that comes with its own consequences mm, mm. when you think you're this man that you're a superman you can mm. deal with it. remember yeah. where i'm coming from yeah i've gone through the journey where i believe i can do and face anything mm. i'm a superman mm. you know and then here comes this realization that superman also cries superman also falls down to his knees mm. and sometimes superman reaches out to ask for help but I didn't know that from his mother yes she opened the door for me prayed for me and I went and stayed with her for a while uh, for quite a while actually as that contract still ran on at the county government you know so it was my it was the the how do I describe it it was my it was a moment when now it dawned on me that Eddie you are in proper proper Okay, I can't say. <laughs> yeah, trying to choose my words carefully. Yeah. <laughs> I could see it. It's a family show, yeah. yeah, it's, a, yeah. it's a family podcast. It's an, ad- it's an adult podcast. Adult, it's, okay. a, it's an adult podcast. Yeah, but you, you can know, say kids nowadays going on to phones and that's true, even and my children. Mm-hmm. But daddy, who is this Eddie Kimani on podcast? Let yeah. me listen. Yeah, and he said shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was my worst. It was, wow. and the funny thing about it is that once you get to a point like that. You're not ashamed anymore. Mm. You know, you are ashamed before you make a decision like that because you do not know what people are going to think about you. You do not know what because that home is the same same home where mm. it was where mm. I grew up. Mm. Um 20, 25, even 30 years before that. Mm. So you still have your same neighbors there mm. who know you've gone on ahead to become Edikimani. Mm. So you're looking at the situation where you'll be opening the gate and getting out, jumping into a tuk-tuk mm. uh, to go to work, jumping into a matatu to go to work, and everybody's just looking at you. Wait a minute. So all these things are in your head. In your head, you wonder, how, will you, how, how are you going to deal with them? And this is before I made that decision because I really had to think it through. I didn't just wake up one night and say, ah, today I'm going home. Others would mm-hmm. have done that a long time mm-hmm. ago. Mm-hmm. But I had a lot of demons to fight with. Mm-hmm. What will people think about me when I tell them I'm still staying home? What will people think about me when I say I've gone back home to my mother's house? What will people... But what eventually helped me to make that decision is being honest with myself. 
because I had to be honest with myself. Something mm. that we men find hard to do, being honest and more importantly forgiving yourself mm. for the mistakes you've done. Mm. We do not know how to forgive ourselves. We forgive other people for the things they do to us, mm. but we forget we forget we, we forget us. Mm. So I had to accept that yes Eddie you failed. I had to accept Eddie you are no longer the Eddie you, you thought mm. you are. Mm. So coming to terms with that made it very easy for me to pick up that bag from my friend's house, Alan. Alan, thank you very much. He hosted me several times after being kicked out twice. And he he he's a guy who I would say really stood by me mm. while in Akuru. Yeah, and again we we were in sort of same scenarios because also his family was in Nairobi mm. and we were together in Akuru. He was running his business. I was doing county and he's one of those guys who really just held my 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 journey and he 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 also helped me to make that decision. Sometimes we have friends who don't help you mm. make those decisions that matter that must be made yeah. that must be made mm. we have friends who will scatter around there the, because they're trying to make you uh, or not they're trying not to hurt you mm. so you'll find friends who will not help you even if how bad that decision you have to make you need those friends who will approve that mm. decision mm. as opposed to friends who will just uh, try to sugarcoat things or try to make you comfortable So he he was one of those guys who really put things into perspective from perspective from uh-huh. when I made that um journey back home. He was living in Mlimani. Mm. I was our home was Shabab. Yeah, Shabab. Yeah, I remember that trip very well. Uh-huh. Taking a tuk-tuk from Mlimani to Shabab and knocking on that door and saying, "You know what? Sukuzuri." Uh, I, I want to uh, have several questions. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I identify mm-hmm. with rock bottom very well. Mm-hmm. I know it. Mm-hmm. I was lucky I didn't have the you know, I didn't have to go back to my mom's house. Mm-hmm. But I've been very close. Mm-hmm. In fact, last year mm-hmm. for me was <laughs> the year that would have sent me to my mom's house you mm-hmm. know and i don't even feel like i'm out we met we met beginning of 20 other time uh, on the road yeah, it was, it was, was 2018 or 2019 early 2019 yeah early 2019 yes early 2019 yes and last year was a was a rough rough mm-hmm. year for mm-hmm. me financially um i had to move out of the house i was living in in the middle of the year mm-hmm. uh, so i, I but that was not my rock bottom at that mm. point at least my i was going through tough financial mm-hmm. times mm-hmm. but i was already getting out of the you know psychological the bad psychological space i was yeah. getting out of depression exactly. i was like things were moving exactly it's just that the finance caught up later okay. you know okay. um your mom mm-hmm. the period you stayed with her mm. What did it do for you? Again we go back to the whole concept of support system. Mm. It helped me recalibrate mm. where I was. Mm. That time going back sort of helped me to readjust mm. my position in my own mind where where was I? Mm. 
because she opened the door with open loving arms mm. like any other mother would do mm. most mothers you know most mothers <laughs> most mothers let's let's put it that way <laughs> held my hand prayed for me kept on telling me everything will be okay mm. and sometimes i think our parents or our mothers have more faith in you than you have in mm. yourself and you'll always find yourself doubting but you have somebody next to you who has see, is seeing you from a different point of view mm. so that really helped a lot you know being with her also and in retrospect i think it was also due mm. because remember through this journey we've talked about my highlights mm. being in media working mm. for all these mm. tv stations mm. doing all these things i was away away from home i was away from home i was not as close with my mom as i thought i should have been mm, mm. so in a way and this is one thing i always encourage people try and get the best out of these things that we go through in life what i get out of this was the fact that i managed to spend so much time with her mm. that in my mind i knew i was making up for this time that i mm, disappeared from her because mm. i came to nairobi in 19 december 1995 mm. I got into the whole rat race. Mm. Jobo. Mm. I got a job at a very young age. Mm. I got into media straight onto TV, onto radio, mm. doing TV commercials, mm. doing films. And I was running around doing me. And we or I and, and I let me speak for myself. And I to some point I think I don't think I became the good son that I that she thought I should have been. Mm. So in a way in retrospect I look back and say, wow, some things do happen for a reason that I had to go back home because I stayed with her for a couple of mm. actually several months mm. at up to around November 20 yes sorry 2017 yeah yeah I think also getting all this ticket <laughs> thing and counting numbers <laughs> I was not the best at it but it got me thinking let me look at the positives of this mm. I'm with my mom what other support system did I need yeah. at the time So it also became a time for us to bond again mm, afresh. Mm, mm. You know and she she always kept on she, and she always told me this. She always had a dream where she's seeing me going away going farther and farther and farther away, mm, disappearing. Mm. And she had told me this from way back when mm. just before I got into this whole space as a mm, media personality mm. and all that. And it came and hit me that actually that is what had happened had happened yeah. i went away so yeah. when i got back home dragging along my baggage my mm. problems and mm. everything it's more or less like that prodigal son story mm. going back know? to the father yeah. uh, and those dynamics of course not the same mm. but really sort of complement each other so going back home for me was actually for my mom mm to go and make up for the time that I I, I believe I stayed away from mm. her pursuing these dreams and in you know, Nairobi and any other big city can actually But blind it's, you. It's you in. Yeah, it's yeah. a it's a race. Yeah. And you and you you get blinded and forget what really matters. You forget your your that support and family. Immediate family support. It's, it's, it's everything. A crazy support and system. So you you're with your mom and this this uh, at this point your marriage is it's collapsed. It's done properly call proper so we were not talking we were fighting mm. i've not spoken to my kids for a very long time for, for quite a long period sporadically we would speak i would go to nairobi and stay with a friend uh 
go see the kids but not enough to yeah, yeah so and it was also another <laughs> that's also another page of uh, of, of pain of and, pain and, and, and a yeah, sense so of failure yes I, I know it proper well. failure yeah. my friend it breaks you it breaks you I want to talk the, about the story of probably a guardian angel that God sent your way when you were in Ukunda yeah Ukunda <laughs> South Coast Next on Living Truthfully The reconciliation story <laughs> Bro that's not a common story it, it's it's not common and it's it's, not, it's it, not easy Tell me that story tell me that reconciliation story And one thing I've promised myself is that I'll help my sons to understand it's it's okay to fail. Wow. We're not teaching them that. I would like them to understand it's okay to fail, it's okay to fall and stand up again. Mm. It's okay to break. You know, it's okay to 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 not pass. But that should be now the impetus to help you improve and become better. So in hindsight I say what if I knew these things I know now what if I knew them then mm. but since it's now I think I'll just embrace them and make myself a better man with the lessons that I have learned because if I do not make any effort to embrace the lessons that I learned then what is the reason for living This is living truthfully <laughs>